the thing about our church is you can come as you are. There's not like a, a certain profile you have to fit. You can come as you are, like me, like not shaving, like being lazy, like um, irritating my wife. I can come as I want because I do shave like every two weeks, you know what I'm saying? Nate, you don't shave. That's obvious. So you can come as you are, Nate. You can come with that beard versus, you know, someone looking like me. I got my new suede shoes. Come on now. The wifey helped me. Who likes them? Come on. I got the suede. I'm, I'm working on it. Working. Work, work, work. That's a song. It's not a Christian song. I wouldn't listen to that. But, you know, you come as you are, and you don't have to imitate somebody else. You don't have to be like those... And anybody have a credit card in here? No one, right? No one uses credit card in here, right? Sully, you're too young, hopefully. I don't know. They start them younger these days. They just jack up the interest rates, right? Straight out of middle school, 30% interest, cha-ching. Hey, but I have this problem lately with people trying to imitate me with my credit card in some other parts of the country. Has anybody gotten those emails from the credit card company? And they'll say like, was this you? And then you say, yeah. And then you say, everything's okay. And you say, no, it's not okay. You click a button. And if you're in my case, you click the button and the server's down. Sorry, try again later. As they halt all spending on the card because they have a feeling that maybe someone was trying to act like you, but it wasn't really you. It was imitation. They were trying to steal your identity. You know, like that charge you made in Georgia at the gas station in the middle of the nowhere, and they don't even know what Starbucks is. It's that charge you made. That's you, right? Even though you're from St. Louis, you've never been to Georgia. No, it's not me. It's not me. It was four cents. It's not me. Imitators. And then, you know, I get mad because I'm right, I, I want what I'm buying right now. And then the card declines. It says, I'm sorry, sir, your, your card has declined. I say, you don't understand. I got good credit. My card would not decline. Well, I'm sorry, sir. And then I get the email. And I hit everything's okay. And the server says, sorry, try again later. Too many frauds right now. Please try again later. We'll, we'll re-enable your credit card. So then I got to wait like five minutes to actually get my transaction to pass at the gas station or whatever. I got to wait like five more minutes. Well, how many know sometimes God will put a limitation on you for a reason? He's trying to protect you until he makes sure everything is okay before you go forward. They're thieves. They're imposters. They're knockoffs. They're not you, but they're trying to act like you. Have you found yourself ever asking, where was God in my situation? I believe in God. And I call myself a Christian, but I don't see any results from claiming the identity of Christ on my life, in my life. It's worth considering that maybe I expect the fruits of God, though I haven't given my life over to the power of God, but I expect the fruits of the power, though I have maybe not given my life fully over to the power. Have I misused the name of Jesus Colton has. I've caught him whipping out the JC like that. I said, hey, son, you don't say that. That's going to get you a whooping in this house. A spanking. He must have heard it on his tablet or his, I mean, on his tablet because I would never say that. Just kidding. Have we misused the name of Jesus? I have. 
The enemy loves nothing more than to watch us fail because we are naive to the fact that we think we are serving God when indeed we may be altering the word, the word of God, that in Jesus may be missing altogether from our Christian equation. Ooh, that's a low blow. How dare you say Jesus is not in my equation? Well, it depends on the formula. The word of God is the formula. If we go to my passage today, it's a great, great passage. It's Acts chapter 8, verse 9 through 25. We've got an imposter in town, and he's seeing some good stuff that he wants to take. His name is Simon the sorcerer. And Simon's kind of buying into this whole Jesus thing, but he hasn't fully committed. He's trying to swindle something that was designed to only be authentic. If we go to verse 9, this is some heavy meat today, folks, so be ready. And if it's your first time, we go up and down here, but today's going to be some meat, so I hope you're hungry. There was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Sumeria, claiming that he was someone great. Sorcery being like, kind of like a, a witch, wizard. They do spells and all that, but they're like a man-witch, I don't know. Not man-witch like the stuff in the can, like man-witch, like they do evil practice, but it looks, you know, looks good, but it might not be good. But there's a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed. They gave heed. They, they gave him value. Wow, look at this guy. From the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. And they heeded him, gave him value, cherished him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, the disciple who was preaching, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were being baptized, immersed, dunked, buried in the spirit as Jesus was buried in the tomb. Baptism Sunday, August 26th. Who's in? Come on. Shoot me an email. Info at onecchurch.org. We got the pool ready. It's going to be the most beautiful baptism in the parking lot you've ever seen. I'd do it in the river if we had one. The Jordan River. I digress. They were getting baptized. Philip was there preaching the gospel while Simon was there too, observing what Philip was doing, and he's going, hmm. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, and he was baptized, and he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. So Simon the sorcerer got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins, and he believed. Interesting. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem, see, Philip's in Samaria, uh, James and uh, Peter and John, they're in Jerusalem. See, they're, they're doing the Great Commission. Go at Matthew 28, 19, go preach and teach. That's what they're doing. They're going out different parts of the country, so they're spread out. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Well, they got baptized. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's burial. They're praying for resurrection. 
They're praying that they receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he, being God, the Holy Spirit, had fallen on none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Repentance, baptism, resurrection. Death, burial, resurrection. Repentance, baptism by water, immersion, baptism by fire, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's what they're talking about here, guys. None of them had received the Holy Spirit in Samaria. And they were so shocked that people were receiving the word, they, they went ahead and, and went there. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. He saw something. He saw something. He didn't think something. He didn't just feel something. He saw something. I'm going to come back to this. This is good today. I like this. This is good. He saw something so great, he wanted to buy what he saw. He said, give me this power, verse 19, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit as well. I want to buy that. That looks, that looks nice. I want to buy that. Hey, Mary Jo. Welcome. Mary Jo, I've known since I was six years old. Sorry to call you out. I just tend to say what I'm thinking. But, Jesus, but Peter said to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased, bought, stolen with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of your wickedness and pray if God, perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. If he might forgive you, you might try praying because you're in trouble, buddy. That's pretty nasty stuff. You're trying to buy the power of God. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity, which is wickedness, which is sin. See, he's a knockoff. He's, he's the guy at the gas station in Georgia. Jesus is the real deal. He's not the one spending that money. He's trying to imitate Jesus, the power of God. Then Simon answered, said, pray to the Lord for me that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. He got a little scared. Rightfully so. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. The title of my sermon is Identity Theft. Identity Theft. And we're not talking about credit cards, but that's how we can sell the word of God and make you understand what's happening here. Simon the sorcerer was trying to steal God's credit card and act like God, and buy God's power, something that was only designed to be free. God designed you to inherit his identity, and the enemy desires to steal it. God has an identity designed for each of us that is made in his image, but the enemy loves nothing more to try to come along and steal it and make it look like God and make it feel like God, but he's really stealing your identity. And let's fake it, face it, knockoffs lack value. Knockoffs lack value. Simon was 
a knockoff, you know, like my mom's Gucci purses. She had the knockoffs when I was a kid. I just thought of that. She had the knockoff Gucci purses, and they're like, you know, what, 20 bucks? And the real thing, I don't even, I can't count that high. I don't know how high the Gucci purses were, but if she went to sell that puppy, somebody's gonna look at that and go, this ain't real. It's not real. It's a knockoff, and knockoffs lack value. Simon was a knockoff. He got impregnated with the word of God when he believed and read this, received the seed, and he even buried himself with Christ, but he never resurrected. He stopped there and turned to his flesh and said, I want to buy that and become a knockoff. And they said, sorry, buddy, your power is no good here. You have no power because you're a knockoff. It's like Caleb. Caleb's my firstborn son. He's got the Hulk outfit, you know, the incredible Hulk, the green dude, muscles. He's strong. Come on. Who knows who the hawk is? Come on. Okay, we've heard of the hawk. That's good. That's good. These lightings might be affecting our ability for communication today, so I apologize. So I'm just going to nag you guys. It's awesome. That's what I get to do with the microphone. So Caleb's got this, this hawk outfit. And it's got muscles, and he puts a little plastic mask on, and I am scared when I look at this little dude with his hawk and his... You know, he looks like the hawk, like a midget version. And he, he, he's frightening until I, I forget and I go up to him and I just go, and I push him down on the ground. And remember, he's just my son. He's not really. He's, not, he's imitating. He's not the real thing. And only the real thing has real power. You with me? You can't imitate something that was only designed to be authentic. A knockoff can't receive the fruits of something that was designed to only be authentic. If you're imitating as a knockoff, you can't see the fruits of the spirit because you're not working with the spirit. You're being a knockoff. Caleb, come on, man. I'm sure we could find something on eBay to make him a real hawk. That'd be cool. You can't get the value out of something that is imitation. We want to assume someone else's identity in this culture because of how they look. But if we're really in their shoes, we may not want to be who we're impersonating. It's all about how it looks. It looks good for a minute until you see the other 90% of that equation that's blood, sweat, and tears. It looks good to, to be, you know, the flip homes on TV. That looks fun. That looks good. Uh, let's do that. That's TV, folks. It looks good to, uh, you know, to, to be able to take a trip and to do this and to do that and to, and to have a little bit of money. And then you don't know those people are so lonely sometimes because they're just trying to find a way to escape the noise in their head. It looks good. We just want to be how it looks. Simon just wanted how it looked. He didn't see all the legwork behind it, what's involved. To quote Biggie, which I've never done, mo money, mo problems. It's not how it looks, folks. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about people. It's an illustration. It's an illustration. Simon had money, and he thought he could buy what God said. You can't buy this. Shame on you. And slapped him. We want to look the part, but Simon wasn't willing to be the part. God designed you to inherit his identity, and the enemy desires to steal it. Satan is the enemy. The, 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 the enemy. the enemy is not this guy with horns. He's with his pitchfork. He's, he's the world. He works through people. God works through people. And however the enemy, the devil, can work through means of communication to sabotage your identity with Christ, he will try. And sometimes he succeeds. That's why we need the word of God. It's our armor. 
God desires we serve him wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, not selfishly. My ego can get inflated when my motive is self-centered, you see? Ego, self. Simon was egotistical. If I identify with what impresses others, I lose a something, a, the substance of what edifies God because my mind is encapsulated with what, edi- with what impresses others. I lose the ability to edify God. And Simon was just thinking about how it looked. You can't sustain living as a knockoff. We're talking about credit cards. It's a common problem in our country. People have credit card debt. It's because everybody wanna looks ahead of where they're really at. And they compare him to the next guy. And then, well, he looks good. Oh, he's got the Range Rover. Okay, I'm going to go buy a 1985 Range Rover so I can say I got one too. It's got 300,000 miles on it. But I'm going to tell people I got the Range Rover too. See, he's a knockoff. Do yourself a favor. Just buy a Range Rover when you got the real money. You'll be happier. Instead, you're ringing up on the credit card, and the bank's going to take both anyway because you're not ready. You're being a knockoff. If God wants you to have a Range Rover, he'll give you a nice one. He's not going to give you an ugly one. A 1985 Range Rover, nobody wants those. Someday, my wife keeps asking. I say, if we sell our house and everything we own, we can live in a Range Rover. Great idea. Not. No roots cause an imitation to dry up, but the real thing lasts. It builds roots. Simon believed, and that planted a seed. Oh, I'm about to give it to you here. You know the devils believed, too, that Jesus was the Messiah come to save the world. Do you guys know that? Did you know, Legion, for we are many, the possessed man's chains and fetters, cast the swine out into the sea and drowned them all. Jesus cast out the swine and the demons that were in Legion said, why have you come to torture us? We know who you are. You are the Christ. The demons believed, too. It's more than that. Belief is the beginning. It's the beginning. Simon believed, yet we could, we could see clearly he wasn't right yet with God. Our heart can be out of alignment with God when our actions are imitating. And God designed you to inherit his identity, and the enemy desires to steal it. He doesn't want you to be an imitation. The accolades of men tarnish the knockoff and expose its artificial composition. That's why it's a knockoff. It doesn't really sustain like the real thing. It looks like it for a minute, and then it deteriorates. Baptism is an outward sign. It's a public profession of faith and a spiritual burial with Christ. But if your heart isn't right, it's just getting wet. You know what I'm saying? They were baptizing in the name of Jesus all over Acts. Read it. It's all over. I could give you a list. It's all over. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, they baptized and they baptized and they baptized and they baptized. It's because something was taking place in their heart that those people said, I want to follow. I want to I take action. They already believed. Now they're taking action, and baptism was the next step. That's why it matters. Why disbelieve? Read James. Jesus' bro, one of the shortest and most favoritist books of the New Testament I like to read. He'll tell you about that. It takes more than belief. 
The interesting thing I pulled out of this context, even though this is not what the sermon's about, is that they saw something in verse 16. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, he being the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is just a fancy way to say God in action. Jesus is just another way to say the flesh that encapsulated the Holy Spirit. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Father is a term we use as creator. It means has created. Son means fruit, born of, has a starting point. The son because he had born. So we use these terms to describe the context of God and how he does things with men. But back to 16, for as yet he, the Holy Spirit, had not fallen on none of the Samaritans, for they had only been baptized in the name of Jesus. They had only been baptized in the only name given among men in which we can be saved. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ bodily. Jesus, God is the Father in creation, the Son in redemption, and the Spirit in regeneration. Jesus, it matters. That's why we're like, in Jesus' name. We say, in Jesus' name. That's why we use it, because we actually think it matters. Because it's power, the stamp. It's the branding on the word of God. But they had not seen it fall. And knockoffs desire to purchase the real thing, but Jesus already purchased it for us. You have to seek the real thing, and God will just give it to you. You don't have to buy it. You can't buy it. You can't buy something that was meant to be free. That doesn't make any sense. Why would God charge me an interest rate? That's the devil's game. Simon did not have the Holy Spirit. He had been buried with Christ, but not had resurrected. If you jump ahead in the rest of Acts and go to Acts 10.44, I don't have the scripture up, but he says, and yet as Pe Acts 10.44, and yet as Peter spoke these words on the Gentiles, they received the word of God, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And those of the circumcision, which are the Jews, were astonished that the Gentiles could be filled, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God when the experience happened. See, Simon saw something. Simon saw what was in Acts chapter 10, verse 46, to be specific, 47, somewhere in there. See, you see something. God takes action when he moves. It's not just a feel-good thing, I believe. It's the beginning. God takes action when he moves. Acts 2, God took action, a mighty rushing wind. Acts 2, John 3, Jesus told Nicodemus, and you will hear the sound of it when it comes upon your people, and then you will be endued with power to go teach the great commission. It's all out of two or three, every word shall be established. Line upon line, precept upon precept. It's all over the book of Acts. I'm not making it up. Sometimes I wish I could make it up because people would be received a lot easier. But I can't change the word of God or I'd be in condemnation, you see. I got to give it to you whether you want to hear it or not. And this is what the book of Acts teaches that no one wants to hear about today. There's no scripture that said this expired. Where's the scripture where it expired? It's weird. God's weird. God created the heavens. Yeah, that's a little weird. I don't get it, but doesn't mean I don't believe. Where's the scripture that says the New Testament expired until Jesus comes back for his people for the rapture? It's the new covenant. It's the new contract with man, and it does not expire. It wasn't for the first century. It was for the new contract with man until Jesus comes back for his people. He hasn't come back yet. It's called the dispensation we're in. We're still in it, guys. It matters. I put my life on it. It matters. I get a little fired up because it matters. Whew, got a little cotton mouth today. It's that keto diet still kicking in. 
I'm lacking hydration. I need some electrolytes. Jesus said, drink, drink my blood, okay, and eat my flesh, and then you'll be full. That's gross, but that's what he said. If you never want to thirst, drink from this well, because my well never dries up. I could use some of that. Whew, is that coming in a bottle? That well water in a bottle at the gas station? Why buy something God says you can have? It's a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift from God. It's for all people. It's not, a, it's not something for some people. It's for all people. They're saying, look, the Samaritans are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. The Gentiles at Cornelius' house are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. We thought it was just for the Jews. And he said, no, bro, it's for everybody. Peter was like, whoa, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Who can forbid water that these should not be baptized? Have we seen them filled with the Spirit as we have? For we heard them speak with tongues. We heard them magnify God. Who can forbid that now they should not be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus? And they baptized them. That's in Acts 10, 44, 48. There was a revelation to those of the circumcision. That means the Jews. To the Gentiles. Gentiles is non-Jew. If, we're, we're if you weren't born Jewish, you're a Gentile. That's when they knew now the Gentiles could be converted also. It's a big shift. And God wants authenticity because authenticity grows deep roots. Knockoffs have no roots. They dry up. They're like the thorns in the garden getting choked out by the weeds. They can't, they can't root up. The seeds in the garden getting choked by the thorn. It's all over the scripture. They can't last because they have no root. That's why we call the church one seed. We're trying to give seed. But if the seed isn't cultivated, it can't grow. It's got it's to cultivate and it's got to harvest. And we plant and God will give the increase. And as the arms of feet of God, we want to be like Israel and go become millions of seeds to the community and the world. But we start with one seed. One seed. Or if you're like me on this keto diet, I got the bag of sunflower seeds and I'm taking in like mouthfuls. <sighs> Give me something. I can't have carbs. <sighs> Not that many seeds. You choke. You choke if too many seeds are... How many know you know you put too many seeds together at once? They can't grow. It's like you over-fertilize, you overseed your yard. It can't grow. Give it to people as they can receive it. Don't data dump it on people as they just flood it out the gates because it's too much. I digress again. It has to be authentic. We can't borrow or steal what God has ordained to be authentic. You have to seek a wholehearted relationship with God. Simon lacked the word of God in his heart. He needed more seeds to be planted. He wasn't ready. I don't have a thing against Simon. I'm sure he was a cool dude, you know, when he wasn't casting spells or whatever. But he wasn't there yet. And if I was alive then, I'd say, uh, Simon, you got some steps out of line, bro, and I want you to succeed. And if you want to succeed, then you got to go by the word of God, my brother, because this is the devil's work. Okay? Okay, I hope he forgives me. That's what he, that's what he said to the apostles. Authentic seeds grow deep roots. That last imitation knockoffs dry up fade away. When we act fake, people see it. When I was in like, um, I'm starting to forget things. I'm almost 40. I'm starting to forget things. Is that what happens? Is that what happens? Awesome. Awesome. I look forward to it. I was like uh, fourth grade. I was, I was pleasantly plump. Let's say that. I wasn't F-A-T. I was I wasn't P-H-A-T, I was pleasantly plump, chubby, a chunkster, 
talked about it. I'm not afraid to hide it. It's who I was. I don't want to be a knockoff. I want to tell you about the real thing. And so I like this girl, Kelly Phillips. Kelly, if you're watching, I'm over it. I got married. Sorry, sorry tough luck. Got four kids. I moved on. By sixth grade, I moved on. I like this girl. And she was in gymnastics. I liked her from like fourth through sixth grade. And then I just finally gave up, thought it's, it's not happening. She, she didn't like me like that. That's okay. It, it wasn't God's will. It was, it's okay. Even in the fourth grade, it's, it's okay. It's, it doesn't have to be God's will in the fourth grade. But she did gymnastics, right? And in gym class, Mrs. Mack had set up, you know, the, tra the, the springboard and the, the horse. You know, you know, the horse. They still do that in gym where you, you run and you, you know, you boom, front handspring onto the, the big thing, you know. And, and then the kids that were qualified, that were ready, they could go do that. And then the kids who were like me, they could just like jump rope or something. Faster, faster, Jeff, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Daniel. I'm going as fast as I can. <laughs> so as fast as I could go. But Kelly Phillips went and did that. She went and did a front handspring off this pummel horse. I said, I'm going to do that. I've never tried it. I did think I was a ninja. It was pre-Ninja Turtles. I was a ninja every Halloween. I was a black ninja. Sword, butterfly knives. I had nunchucks, sigh. I was a real deal fourth grade ninja. I had real weapons. I don't know what my mother was thinking, but I had real weapons of ninja destruction, okay? I never had a Chinese star. Never had a star, Mom. What's up with that? So anyway, I thought in my mind that I could look at her and do it. And so, and so Mrs. Mack is like, she had a little bit of a thing. She said, Jeff, are you sure you, sure you can do this? She had a little thing with her mouth, and I'm not making fun of her. It's just what I remember. She said, Jeff, you sure you, you, sure you can do this? I said, yeah, 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 cool, cool. <laughs> Crash right into the pommel horse head first. Death, near-death experience, laying flat on the ground, hiding the tears because I didn't want to look like a fool in front of Kelly Phillips. Too late. He already looked like a fool. Little Jeffy, I remember Mrs. Mack, Jeff, are you okay? <laughs> she, said, she said, Jeff, are you okay? This panic in her face, I thought, do I look that bad? Do I look that hurt? <laughs> I never tried it again. Got into uh, music instead, thank God. I'd probably be dead by now. I'm sweating telling the story. It's making me have flashbacks to that moment. See, I was imitating, you see. Kelly was the real deal. She was qualified, and when you're qualified, you can attain the real deal. You can see the results of the real deal, which is a nice, graceful front flip, you know, to a 10-point landing. Instead of a crash and burn face first, never do it again. Go home, cry to your mommy, like I did, because I was pulling a Simon, you see. I wasn't authentic. I wasn't qualified. I had gotten pregnant with the desire to be a good gymnast. I believed... I believe just like everybody else but I didn't see the fruit of the power until I was qualified because I wasn't authentic and that just never became my thing but that's how it is with the Word of God if you want to see the fruit of the Spirit you got to have the Spirit I just don't know I just think it's weird and yeah it is weird it is weird and I'm not saying it's not weird but a lot of things are weird. When Lazarus came out of the tomb wrapped in bandages, smelling like God knows what, I think that's a little weird, but we believe he rose Lazarus from the dead and said, come forth, and Lazarus was rose from the dead. I think it's weird, but I believe. I don't believe half-heartedly. I believe 
wholeheartedly. We have to seek that relationship. Thriving relationships crave authenticity. You never heard someone say, I just love how fake you are with me. I just want to be around you so long, as long as you keep buttering up everything you say to me and kiss my behind, kiss my behind, kiss my behind. I just love it. That's cool for a hot minute until you get annoyed. See, people will like you for how you act, but they'll love you for who you really are. They'll love you for the real you. They'll like you for a hot minute for how you look. They'll like Simon, but they're going to love Jesus because his roots are deep. He's authentic. There's a difference. It's in the church, people. It is the church. I hate to say it. I'm not the judge. The word is the judge, but I'm just here to declare the word. And it's all over the, the church. I see contradiction. And I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about church in general. It's everywhere. It's Google's fault. Too many Google results confusing people who want to know God and they just got to open up the book and read and says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Did you know if there was no Bible it's in the nature of man to know there's a God that created him and he will not deny anybody who comes to him. He comes running to you. So if you want to know truth, God will give you truth. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's not like the Pharisees. Remember that? Burden bargains. Was it last week? I don't remember. It's a couple weeks ago. He's saying, I'm not going to make it hard for you. I, I want to give it to you. Thriving relationships crave authenticity. We want realness with your friends, with your spouses, with your, your parents, and with God. You want real relationships because you can feel the difference. Has anybody ever seen the difference? You ever felt the difference between someone who just talks pretty and someone who actually gives meat? You can give meat and not be pretty. I'm not the most eloquent speaker, but I'll be pretty obnoxious just trying to tell you the truth. And then you'll have someone that says, God is able. He's good. God is good. God is good. Bye. See you next time. God is good. Okay, what do we do with that? I don't, I don't know, but he's good. I don't know. It's pretty. But you need meat. You need meat to sustain. You need protein. I'm, I'm withering away without my, my protein because I've only got 20% of my protein in my macronutrient ratio. And this keto thing says, just keep eating fats. It's, it's going to catch up, they say. But man, I still feel like I need some meat. I'm withering without my meat. Protein. The word is protein. Pretty talk is okay. But there's got to be some meat in there. Otherwise, it's just... It's just airy fluff. It's, there's nothing. You're not saying nothing. Give the people meat. God designed you to inherit his identity, and the enemy desires to steal it. That's how he's going to steal it. He designed you not to be someone else. He doesn't want to be you to be a chameleon where you transform to whatever someone wants you to be. That's not what God wants. You know, you're, uh, you're, you're Mr. Christian around your Christian friends, and you're Mr. Clubber around your club friend, and you're Mr. Gangster around your gangster friends, and you're, you're Mr. Intelligent Dude around your school friends, and on and on. But God just wants you to be really you, who God made you to be. That's what they really want out of you. They don't, if they don't want you for who you really are, then they're not your friends. They're just more bad seed. 
You want good seed. You see, seed cultivates. It's kind. You got you to gotta be in good, good standings with the same kind of seed. That's why, we, that's why we fellowship and we come to church and we call it a family because it is a family. We're forming a spiritual family as the body, the arms and feet. It's the same DNA. When we've all been born again, we become the same DNA. And it's, it's important that we support each other because the enemy is trying to steal it from us individually and collectively is how we defeat the devil. In the music business, if any of you are ever sitting in front of a, a big shot music business management or a record label, they'll say, so, so, who do you sound like? It's a trick question. Well, I sound like John Mayer and Justin Timberlake. Well, why do we want you then? Oh, I never thought about that. Well, I sound like Kenny Loggins when he was cool, and I sound like a little bit of sync, you know, bye, 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 and all that stuff, and, and well, we already got that. See ya. You don't get three strikes in this industry, boy. You get one. And yeah, it was a trick question, and you failed. See ya. Six months later, they got the next person in the door. They're doing the same thing. Nobody wants imitation. They want the real thing, which is unique to each of us. That's why we say discover God's perfect plan. He has a unique blueprint for each of us. And together, if we execute our blueprints together, is how we're going to see this church and the world be touched by the gospel. We have to be true to who we are and who God made us to be, and we each have unique talents and gifts that God wants to collaboratively bring together as one body. You'll never find that when you're spending all your time imitating. You need to change your identity. I didn't say steal it. You don't need to be a thief and take it like the dude in Georgia and send the email, everything's okay with your force in charge at the gas station. Somebody bought a Snickers bar or something and we don't need to steal it when God said you can have it. You want to change your identity? I want to give you your identity. Change your identity. Don't steal it. Change it. You don't need to act like them. God has a gift for you specifically designed and delivered by Jesus himself. He is the comforter. Anybody just read John and he talks about the comforter. He says the Holy Spirit will come to you. And then he turns right around and says, I will come to you. He declares right then who he is. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father is me and I and the Father. We are one. On and on and on. Jesus is right there. It's a marriage. When you get married, you have a new identity because you become one flesh, right? You're no longer two flesh hanging out. You're one. These two cannot be torn apart. When a son leaves his mother and father, those, and he marries his wife, those two shall become twain. One, the twain shall become one flesh. You can't separate it. But the devil's going to try. He's going to try to separate it. And now you have a new identity to the Lord. You are Michelle and Jeff. You're not Jeff, comma, Michelle. You are Michelle and Jeff. You are one union under God. That's our same marriage with Jesus. It's the same thing. It's one. That's why the resurrection is so important that you become one. Don't borrow Jesus like Simon wanted to do. Become an heir to the throne and actually inherit the name above all names and receive the inheritance that will last for eternity. Amen? Come on. Is somebody excited that there's an eternity out there that has an inheritance that will never fade? If you're glad, stand to your feet. Let me hear you. Come on. Shout if you're glad to be in this house. Shout if you know that God still saves. Shout if you know God still fills people with the spirit that it doesn't expire. It's not a thing for back then. It's not a thing for back then. It's still a real thing. I like how you guys stood up. That was cool. Thank you. Thank you for talking. 
You can sit back down for a minute. I got a little more. But it's okay. If you want to jump up and down for Jesus sometimes, we do it, Mary Jo. We jump because I'm crazy. I just don't care. I just do whatever. When I turn 39, I quit saying, I don't care what people think about me on Facebook anymore. In fact, if they don't like me, I don't care. I just want to do, I just want to do God's will. So I'll act a fool if I can get someone's attention to think on this for a minute. If I can get them to think and they never see me again, I got a seed. I got a seed. When I quit wearing my, my vinyl jacket, we talked about that too. I finally revealed who I was. I was Jeff, the, the chunkster in the vinyl jacket all year long, getting beat red in the face off the school bus because it's 100 degrees outside and I'm wearing the vinyl jacket because I'm ashamed of how I look. And when I finally took that jacket off, I felt free. I forgot who I was, that I didn't have to be ashamed. See, I, I, I had a new identity in that moment too. It's a modern illustration of the same thing. We can form to the image of Christ and watch new roots cultivate in your life. Let people see what they've been missing in you. They didn't know you could do that. You didn't know you could do that. I didn't know I'd be good at that. You got to go step out in the water. Come on, Peter. I said, come. Like, well, oh, the storm, the storm. I said, walk on the water, Peter. Quit doubting me. Okay. Oh, the storm, he falls in the water. Why'd you doubt me, Peter? I said, come. It's chilly. I get my toe. You jump in fast, it's not as cold. You just get it over with. Just jump in. God has a perfect plan made just for each of you. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Turn from the artificial ways of life and quit imitating. Become new. Jesus is a promise keeper and an identity creator. He's not lending it to you. He's not letting you steal it from him. He's giving it to you and letting you change your identity through the resurrection. If you guys could stand while we close. Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Get the blood flowing. I'm already plenty shook it out. Later I would be going, what happened today? I feel so tired. <laughs> Seriously, God designed you to inherit his identity. Let us make man in our image. On and on and on and on and on and on. It's all over the entire Bible. The devil wants to steal that identity. He doesn't want you to get there. Some of you think you're there and you're not seeing the fruits of the Spirit because you're not totally there. Read the scripture. Show yourself approved. Know the word. And God will take you there. Keep being hungry. Keep eating. God will take you there. Something that happens a lot with people who've never been to church. They get all excited and they come to church and then they get into the, the church click and oh my friends are here and it's great and it's all about church and it's all about church and they never talk about Jesus and they become what I call professional churchgoers. They know all about going to church and being part of the, the thing and yeah we got small groups and we got this and we got, we, got, we got this and we got the cool bracelets and we got all the stuff but I don't know anything about the Lord because I don't look at my Bible, I just look at the things they give me and if that, that's good enough. Do your own homework. God wants you to look. He said he's not a rewarder of those who diligently seek for you. He said, I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. You'll be so glad you did. They, they forget their roots, and then they burn out, and then they're, hop, then they're church hopping. Well, that church just didn't have enough for me. They didn't have the cool Easter egg hunt, and they don't have the cool baptismal, and they don't, they don't have everything for every situation I've ever come across, and me, 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 me. There's a point where you're supposed to grow out of me, and now it's about you. 
You see, you're supposed to become the arms and feet. As a baby, you're a baby. You need to be nursed. You need to be fed. And as you get fed, now you're, now you're walking. Now you're, now you're a toddler. And you're starting to walk on your own in Christ. And now you're a man. He said, I've had enough filling, and now I'm going to go teach what I've been filled, and I'm going to give it to the next person. I'm not going to keep starting over. And then I realize why well, I'm in the self-help section of the bookstore all the time, because I can never get fixed, because I keep starting over, because I'm not trying to give away what God has given me. I just keep wanting to eat more. But nothing stays in because you're it's a it's a knockoff mentality the world may notice right away that you're slick on the surface but God sees that you may be hurting on the inside you look like you got it all together with that nice credit card limit but that credit card will run out eventually then what be free of the limitations that an imitation can't surpass. See, they're limitations because you're operating in the realm of imitation. When you become authentic, there's no limitation unless God puts them there. Be free of that in the name of Jesus. Jesus loves you, but he needs you to bear your cross and truly follow him up the hill. I mean, look, look at me. This isn't fun. I mean, this is fun, this is fun. But I'm, I'm saying, you know, the sweat in my eyes, it burns, it's real sweat. I used to just play guitar. That's cool, yeah. Our God is greater. What's the, what's the Israel one we saw do? Uh, you are good all the time, all the time until I leave church and life sucks again. It's not supposed to be like that. It's good until I go home and I talk about all the lousy things the church did. I can't stand them and gosh, so they're just such evil people. <laughs> That's not church either. That's not, that's not the spirit of God. Have you read the Bible? Discern the spirits and know whether they be of God or not. Come on now. Okay, I got it out. I feel better. Let's bow our heads, guys. Lord, we come to you joyfully and that our energy is a sign of true joy because we've been through the ringer and we know what it's like to be rescued and we know that when you rescue us, you'll rescue them. But they haven't experienced that yet. We want them to experience it. And as the arms and feet of you, Lord, we want to carry out your great commission to the arms and to the legs and to the body out here in the community, to the people of Lake St. Louis. And we want them to tell the people in O'Fallon. And we want to tell them in Darting Prairie and Wentzville and Forestell and St. Peter's and in all the parts of the world till the ends of the earth how good you are, Lord. Help us do it in our capacity. Help us receive the identity you have for us and operate in our what appears to be small capacity but that's where the power is it's in the small things it's in everybody doing their part i've talked about this is that we all do our part and together we spread the gospel touch us as we go about a week let us dig into your word and be joyful for all the blessings you have given us given us and let us now distribute those blessings to others and if everybody could say in jesus name amen